Hello everybody, I'm Elisabetta Marinelli and welcome to my podcast, She at Work. I've been toying uh, with the idea of actually recording many of the amazing uh, conversations I've been having with my uh, professional friends, uh, but I was waiting to get the perfect mic, the perfect equipment and the perfect name. And yet uh, coronavirus hit and didn't give me any chance to go and buy and think uh, about all the things I wanted to think about. So here we are, starting with the most basic material that uh, we could gather. And I'm talking today with my dear friend, Elena Casillas, who has started an online uh, school of language school uh, many years ago named Lingua Meeting. Welcome, Elena. Uh, thank you, Elisabetta, for um, you know offering these sessions. I'm very happy to be here and uh, in, very happy to inaugurate these She at Work meetings. Thank you, Elena. It's my pleasure. So let me first start by saying how we met. We met uh, pretty recently, six, seven months ago, uh, at the beginning of these school years. We have uh, um, our, our children go to the same school, but very soon we realized it was quite a lot of fun to talk to each other, right? So uh, yeah, so we started spending a lot more time together and I've come to learn about the story of Lingua Meeting. And I would like to start by sharing that uh, uh, this this whole very successful business um, started at a time of crisis when a lot of unexpected things happened uh, which then gave, gave rise to a lot of unexpected uh, developments. So how did the, how did it all start? A uh, very um, a very good moment to ask me this question because 15 years ago, I don't know if you remember there was uh, I was living in New Orleans. In Louisiana in the United States and we had Hurricane Katrina. I was teaching at the University of New Orleans Spanish. I was a Spanish instructor and uh, I met my students the first day of class and I gave them the syllabus and I said we're gonna have a great semester you're gonna learn a lot of Spanish. That was on Thursday. I was supposed to meet them on Tuesday and I never saw them again. We found out we had to move all the classes online we had to be, we, we were not a department who was uh, tech savvy. We just used PowerPoints. Uh, many of us uh, didn't use the computer much and uh, we had to reinvent ourselves. So uh, with all the coronavirus going on and, uh, you know, our kids schools now moving everything to the online uh, from one day to another, it's you know, it's taking me back to, to that moment and, uh, and rethinking, you know, how, uh, how everything happened and how unprepared we were. And now, thanks to the technology, how, uh, you know, easy is to, to adapt nowadays with uh, the challenges that we have, like, you know, to continue. I, I'm sure many, many businesses, um, they cannot uh, function online, but uh, this is a great opportunity to rethink the way we, uh, we do business and how we can have an alternative way. So uh, let, me, let me go back to what I was doing 15 years ago. Um, I was living in the UK. I remember Hurricane Katrina. That was uh, huge. You know, we, we were, you know it, was, it was really significant. We were all uh, really looking uh, daily at what was happening the other side of the world. But at the time, I think uh, Skype was the most uh, advanced uh, technology uh, normal people would have. And it really, I think you could only, uh, as far as I remember, I was communicating with my family in Italy um, 
with Skype and not necessarily with video conferences either. So it was a very, very different uh, environment to the one uh, we have today. So uh, t- go back to those days and tell us, uh, yeah, how did you take decisions? How did you move uh, amidst that chaos? It was, sur- to start with, uh, it was surreal. And I think everybody can relate to this uh, right now because it's it's a little bit surreal what's going on too. Like we, uh, let me let me go back to last week. Last week, uh, today is March 18, by the way. Uh, but last week we were making funds. Uh, you know, last week, um, a couple of weekends, I was in the, in the heart of Seville with uh, visitors. One of them, uh, 80 years old without really worrying about uh, what was going on and uh, now we are all locked in the house without being able to uh, to leave and it, it's, it has happened quickly the same thing with Katrina uh, we were warned there's a huge hurricane coming uh, people should take precautions you should leave the city but you know it's New Orleans uh, we have hurricanes every every year so we thought ah, it's gonna be the same so I just took my bag like I took a little bag and I left the city for a couple of days and um, <laughs> when I, swore, I, I saw the news and I saw the whole city flooded um, I was thinking this is not happening to me this happens in uh, American movies but this is not happening to a Spanish girl <laughs> because this is uh, this is something you watch this is not something that happens to to one. So it was. Uh, I lost everything. I mean, I, I couldn't go back to the city in uh, in three months. So I had nothing. So I had to go to the Red Cross um, to get clothes, and uh, it was it was something very surreal. And at the same time, my boss um, was uh, telling, hey, "You should get prepared. We're gonna teach online." I how. So you can imagine, we, we did what we could. Uh, we, we had a portal where we move a lot of uh, electronic resources for students to study and to do activities. But um, it wasn't enough. And that's when um, I start thinking about how could, how could we take the language courses and technology to another level? Um, and that's where I came with the idea of using uh, free uh, telephony, like uh, Skype, type of Skype, like to, to, to provide students with a human experience when they are learning a, a foreign language. So that was the starting point uh, when I was that, teaching at the university at those moments. Can I say, like, it's, um, again, there's a huge parallel in these days because, uh, mm-hmm. uh, well, our uh, you know, our food and shelter are pretty much guaranteed, at least for, for, for us. Uh, and uh, and yet, like, the thing we are craving the most is really human contact, you know. Uh, and I think, well, I think you, you saw that that was the limit of, uh, um, of um, the technology that was available then. That even though you can do a lot of things online, well, you're still a social animal. And, uh, exactly. And that's not yes, technology, computers cannot teach people. People teach people people and we need how to use the technology effectively to um, to, to teach effectively um, because it, it, 
There is a lot of things you can do on your own. There is a lot of classes that if you are old enough, um, you know, you can do history, you can read a lot, you can math, you can do a lot of problems. There is a lot of uh, disciplines where it's possible that you can become really, really good by, you know, if you have a good, I mean, you have to have a lot of self-discipline. But for languages uh, that requires human interaction is key. It's key to learn a language. I don't know anyone who has learned a foreign language just by studying by, by themselves. You, you need to mimic, you need to listen, you need to put things in context, you need... It, there's so many factors. Um, and I thought that's what it was missing in online courses. And it was the future. Uh, after we, uh, we continue at the university, those online courses that we put together in times of emergency, they were very popular and they were even more popular than face-to-face classes. And that's a moment when I got really like, no, 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 this cannot be uh, happening. These online courses were just for emergency. If we're going to do online courses, we better do it well. And that's when I, I, I really started uh, thinking more and getting deeper into the what can we do. And uh, I... Um... What could you do? I mean, uh, among other things, yeah, good. You are not, um, you don't have a background in technology, do you? So uh, I think that would uh, uh, scare you. To okay, you had this, you had these questions that you were asking yourself. But uh, how did you feel, like not having programmed in your life or not having dealt with a website in your life? That's a very good question because honestly, I felt like a blind person. In, a, in the world of technology. I felt that I couldn't, I didn't even know how to look. Since I don't have a technology background, um, well, first what I did, uh, I quit the university because I really, really saw, I, I saw it very clear. I, I, I said, the future of teaching languages uh, nowadays is gonna be with technology and I'm gonna find out how I can integrate the human element into a, into a classroom. And at that time, as you said, there was only Skype. But I knew I needed more than Skype, right? Because Skype is just talking. I needed a platform that allows me to show a textbook, uh, images, activities, the internet, readings, that allows me to chat, to share my desktop, to classroom. And I knew that something had to be there, out there, but I didn't know how to look for it. So I spent, I would say months uh, researching at that time, all the different platforms where I, it allowed me to meet virtually with the students, not just video conference, but to have a lot of tools to engage and I spent months, uh, months, and I remember my, my, my husband now at that time, boyfriend, saying, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" And I was like, "I have to find it. I have to find it. There, there must be something." And uh, and you quit your job to so you you decided um, I'm gonna quit my job uh, and try and do that. Yes, I yes because I I thought, I I knew I, I started teaching online like uh, after Katrina and my 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 husband now but boyfriend at that time he he moved to Houston and I was like do I do I continue teaching at this university who is used to do the same things the old fashioned way 
that I tell them, let's move on, let's integrate more technology, more human, and they're like, no, 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 we want to keep doing what we're doing. Or I take a risk and I move to Houston and I start teaching online, like through through Skype, through there was other platforms. And so I quit and I start teaching like tutoring, tutoring online. Um, I thought, you know, Houston is a huge city. It's going to take me 30 minutes to go everywhere. I want to do it where I don't waste my time. I want to keep teaching and technology allowed me to do that. So that's that's how it all started. Yeah, you were brave. You were brave. But I, I don't know. <laughs> it was I was young. I was young. It's it's easy to be brave when you're young. Um and 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 how was that uh, emotionally to deal with uh, that uncertainty or you know just very, knowing very good question. Yeah, you're right. You're making me go through that time. It was funny because when I told uh, uh, my partner at that time, I was uh, my idea. I said I want to do this. I want to teach online. Like I want to create a like a language school where people can connect. And um, he was like, "That's crazy. That that that's <laughs> that. I wouldn't like to to be learning Spanish like that. I would hate it." And I was like, "Do you?" Uh, he was like, yes, I would really hate it. I, I need to face to face. So I knew there was going to be uh, obviously people who and I, I love the face to face, obviously. But when you leave, when you have a job, um, you have obligations. I really think that uh, the online environment can uh, help tremendously. So I didn't listen to him. Um, I'm glad and I continue <laughs> and uh, I remember uh, he was telling me, well, you have to realize because at that time, um, we had savings, but uh, I wasn't work. I mean, I wasn't working. I was trying to, you know, I was teaching classes. I was had like I didn't have a real job uh, with a paycheck at the end of the month. And he was like, Adam, you have to figure out if you wanna, if you're doing a job or you're doing a hobby." And I remember like, okay, one day I'm going to show you that this is not a hobby. This is something is happening. It's, it's going to take off. Wow. Yes. But I remember that obviously, you know, it's at that time uh, that was, you know, uh, teaching, learning online. It was a little bit uh, too foreign for a lot of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I mean, we didn't have smartphones back then. You know, <laughs> it yeah. was a really different, different era. You were really pioneering. And... Um, so you stuck to your idea and to your partner, which uh, were both good, good, good ideas to do. And what happened next? Well, fast forward a few years, where are you now? What are you teaching? How many students do you have? I'm going to go very quickly what happened next because I started teaching with a, a lot of students. I remember uh, that time it was really easy to get students. Uh, there was something called Craigslist. Um, I don't hear that anymore, but I was contacted from people from the Philippines. I had uh, students from the U.S. I had one student in Athens, in Greece, and I was making my own hours, and it was going really well. And I thought, well, this is this is this is taking off, and I cannot be able to to do it on my own. So I'm gonna find a place where I can get a lot of teachers, a lot of. Uh, uh, we call it now language coaches because what we do is something very specific. We um, we we help students with the conversational aspect um, that they are at the university setting. But at that time, we were like doing everything. So I went to Guatemala because Guatemala they have a lot of uh, in Antigua. They it was close to Houston where I was living at that time, and uh, I partnered with a school where we were actually i was getting a lot of teachers we were able to to work together and, and uh, offer a lot of classes and um 
right after I got a job uh, from a publishing company and I was doing um, the lingua meeting and my other job at the same time until I convinced the publishing company I was uh, working with to be offering this component with their language textbooks at the universities. So uh-huh. at the beginning they didn't, again, they didn't think that that was uh, that was something interesting for to sell their textbooks, but um, eventually we did it. So we launched a program with this publishing company called John Wiley and Sons. Uh, it's a global. Can I ask you? Yes. Uh, so you you make this proposal to this publishing company, and they say no. What do you do? Um, What's your next step? Uh, I kept saying, why not? Uh, we need to see how you know this will have a, term, a benefit in our sales. And I was like, okay, let me get you proof. So <laughs> this is funny. I got a list of faculty, uh, friends, people I knew, and I gave a presentation and I said, imagine you have your classroom and outside of your classroom, your students can connect with native speaker coaches that helps you to integrate the conversation in your courses. And then they can come to class more motivated and you can create activities for these students to do with the language coaches outside of the class. Your students they don't have to be practicing in isolation with a computer. They can talk to real people. Would you adopt, would you buy Wiley textbooks if they offer that? And everyone, every single teach, uh, professor was, yes, 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 yes. So wow. I record the responses and I show it to them and I say, you see... Anyway, so that's how I got That was a, that was a very good move. Yeah. You know, you have to you have to I knew they wanted. They couldn't see, but I knew I could prove it. So that's what I did. What I find is um sometimes uh um you know, I worked a lot in the field of innovation policy and and uh, w- one thing that's very important and it's uh, to be able to articulate the demand uh, because um Uh, I guess, uh, and that's what you, and that's what you allowed them to do. So they, they, they knew what were, they were doing. Maybe could be improved, but they couldn't articulate it. Yes, it was into a yeah. product. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think this intermediation is actually, uh, is actually uh, fundamental to be able to say this is what you need, and to have uh, uh, everyone raising their hands and say yes. Uh, it's a very it's a very important role yeah and the good thing the u.s the u.s market the the u.s uh, way of uh, doing business is very uh, open to new ideas is very receptive so that helped a lot i i know if i had tried to do this um, in europe um, in spain um, it would have been uh, a little bit uh, harder probably And uh, uh, okay, so you started with Spanish, and then what happened? Uh, um, yes, we started with this uh, publishing company. We started with Spanish at the beginning. Uh, well, I had uh, maybe three, four universities the first semester. Then I had ten universities, and uh, now we have a hundred universities. Uh, We have like maybe 95, uh, 98 universities and five high schools. <clears throat> and uh, So you've moved yes. from university to high schools. And geographically, where are you now? Geographically, we are a team of you're, you're... people uh, in Latin America and in Europe. Um, I am living in Seville 
right now in Sevilla, uh, in the south of Spain, and I travel to the U.S. Um, often to language fairs and to get in touch with my customers, but I have a team of people here in Spain and also Guatemala, Ecuador, Honduras, um, and some other, some other countries. And we offer Spanish, uh, French, Italian, Russian, Portuguese, and Arabic. Wow. Wow. So you not only moved from like uh, humanities to technology, but also from Spanish to very different languages. Yes. And uh, again, uh, you're branching into uh, unknown. Uh, you, you didn't know either. Uh, how was it? Uh, what what, uh, uh, what were you uh, excited about in these transitions? What were you afraid about? Uh, what do you remember the most when branching out? Um, I'm, no, I'm, I'm very excited to be offering, um, to be helping faculty that are like, oh, I would love to have, I would love to have this for my students, but, um, you know, uh, I teach this language. Even I was contacted about American Sign Language, which I thought it was just sign language. <laughs> That's my little knowledge of, uh, no, but it was like a specific sign language. And I said, uh, they were like, oh, we would love to have Lingua Meeting for our um, you know, students and that I never, I didn't know anything about how to teach sign languages, but I say yes. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I was very excited to be able to be doing something that um, it was a challenge for me, like find out how we could teach um, uh, another language that, by signs uh, through our platform. So it's really exciting um, to be able to be adding more and uh, to be um, also managing um, so many expect unexpected things because as we grow, uh, there are new uh, challenges in terms of uh, teams and, and demands, and uh, it's it's been a it's been a fun ride so far. And do you ever panic? Do I ever or, panic? Uh, I used to panic. So when you see a challenge, when you see a challenge, you say, "Hey, great, a challenge!" Or do you also go like, um, "No, no, no." <laughs> we like it's a, I am so well. You, at the beginning, it wasn't easy. Uh, at the beginning, you know, technology wasn't stable. We had so many problems that now I have to say, with the, the type of technology and uh, good software, the, the problems are very. Um, they're very controlled and they don't scare me. No, I don't. I, but in the past, everything, when I look back, it was a little bit of a nightmare uh, because there were so many things that went wrong uh, at the same time that, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I still, I still, I can't believe like the server it used to uh, fall, uh, the students, they couldn't log in. Um, the connection wasn't working, like students couldn't connect audio and video. Um, there were so many things at the same time, but um, unfortunately, uh, thanks to technology, again, everything is very, uh, it runs very smoothly these days. These things are over. Great. And now, like, uh, uh, I have a couple of more questions. We want to keep the conversation um, within the half hour. I want to ask you, um, why did you choose why did you choose this field 
of work, you know, language, language teaching. And uh, if you go back, maybe you can start uh, connecting the dot and say, uh, yes, I know why I ended up here, though I didn't know at the beginning. Um, tell us. Well, uh, this is. I think everybody can relate to this because sometimes life takes us into um, ways that we would never uh, predict. Um, I am a person who tried to make plans, but plans didn't really work the way I was planning. So I stopped making plans um, first. <laughs> that's how, well, that's a little bit how I ended up here. Um, but I would say I've always been uh, att uh, attracted to learning languages. My father has always been, um, he, he loved music and he, he he was speaking English. He always had uh, uh, native speakers at home and always felt like it was fun. So I study foreign languages. And of course, what do you do teaching foreign languages, um, learning the foreign languages, uh, teach? I wasn't ready to teach. So I traveled to the U.S. and I worked in a high school, then I did my master's and then I worked at the university and, you know, the rest, Katrina, blah, blah, blah. So uh, life took me here because I, you know, I, I was attracted to songs and the sound and how fun it, it sounded. And, and then uh, I would say that I've always... Um, how I end up here, I always, uh, my lack of technology uh, business background, I've always uh, thought, uh, I always hated when people tell you, you cannot do something or mm, I wasn't really an excellent student and uh, people were saying, well, you know, maybe you should do this or maybe you should that. I hate when people try to uh, put you in a box or limit uh, your abilities because you don't have a, uh, you know, like a, a grade, the, the, the expected grades or, and um, that's what it, you know, I, sometimes I think like, how did I get into like, why did I jump into this <laughs> world if I don't know, I didn't know anything. Um, a little bit of because I've never been scared. I, I, I don't, uh, I don't listen to, you know, what, what is expected and a little bit of um, adventures attitude and uh, not making no plans, no, not like I have to get to, you know, I, I was letting myself go with the flow and, uh, and also an attitude. I think the attitude, uh, it's key. Uh, if I have to say, you know, I could have, uh, when the Katrina came, I could have taken uh, a different position, but I took an attitude of like, okay, we're gonna, I'm gonna be, doing something that I really care, I really have a vision and I want to pursue. So a good attitude helps, definitely. I think it's key. Wow. Okay, so we are um, uh, nearly at 27 minutes of our conversation. I think uh, I want to wrap it up a bit and I want to say what I think uh, are the biggest, the three biggest learning points that I take away from, from what we've talked about. First of all, I really liked your observation, people teach people, it's not computers that teach people. And I think uh, uh, I like it because it, it really values uh, the humanity that, that we, do, we all have and it reminds us that uh, uh, technology is amazing because it allows us to be uh, more human, not less human. When it makes us less human, maybe that's not so, uh, that's not so amazing. Um, another thing that I really like is the stop making plans. I mean, I'm a big fan of to-do lists, uh, but... Um, and, and I think I'm, I, 
I become uh, over time uh, less uh, uh, less um, uh, addicted to planning, let's say, uh, and and I think it's very important to uh, for me to listen to people uh, like you who are just uh, in, well, in a situation very similar to the one uh, we are uh, today, uh, and you know just they felt uh, uh, comfortable in their um, intuition, knowledge, understanding plans, and that's my third point confident in their attitude the attitude is so uh, is so important knowledge is important knowledge is fundamental but attitude too so i think uh, uh, and i especially like uh, your attitude towards uh, technology towards being able to master it without being uh, um, able to create it if uh, you know if you see what i mean uh, i well i i think it's uh, i think it's amazing uh, i think what you've done is amazing I, I, uh, so congratulations no i think you're amazing and let me say one more thing before we end up because wow. i know we have one minute i love your attitude and also uh, your idea of doing these recordings because we talk to many people everyday people and they have such an interesting stories that i love your passion for listening and trying to share what you think uh, people uh, would enjoy and benefit from so i applaud your initiative and i'm looking forward listening to many more yours included elisabetta and maybe you should do another one um uh, one of these uh, she at work uh, uh, podcast so congratulations to you too i'm very happy you're doing this thank you very much elena and uh, yeah good luck with the lockdown and i hope to see you soon meaning three weeks six weeks yes we'll see okay <laughs> bye bye thank you stay safe bye